that we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. As if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. Everybody, it is Reality Rants. I am Jason Burmis, and for the next two hours or so, we're riding along with Red Voice Media. I want to remind everybody the second hour is free and uncensored, not behind a paywall, everybody. Okay? Saw some of that in the chat last week, and people were complaining, nope, not behind a paywall. RVMRumble.com, but let's hit the elephant in the room. I don't like being late. I don't like not living up to my whole shebango, my deal, especially with my audience that supports me with the premium, okay? Literally last week, I had somebody cancel on me. Then uh, starting on Friday morning, I just, I hit up a, a bunch of people, a bunch. And some had actually promised me a couple weeks ago, first week of June, no problem. So, so some of them were like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do it at the beginning of next week. All right, all right, all right, all right, right. Fine, fine. Nobody would come on this weekend, so I couldn't get the two premium up. However, that doesn't mean we're skipping a week. Uh, basically, I got two big interviews today after the show. We do it big, and uh, I'm going to be giving those to the guys this afternoon, this evening, afterwards, and uh, they will be going up in the next two days. And I will, I promise, even though my mother, my sister, and my uh, baby nephew, little toddler, cute little guy, Cairo McShine, very happy he's coming up. Are coming to visit tomorrow. We're still going to give you premium. We're still not taking time off. We're doing it big. We're talking about Olympic size abuse and so much more today. Uh, Epstein and Nasser will be part of the focus. Just, just so much Epstein stuff coming on. That That is a super bizarre revelation for those that do not know uh, what this could mean or uh, possibly means. I, I'm going to throw out, in my opinion, what some of the possibilities are, because unless, number one, we read the letter and can really authenticate it's from Epstein, who knows what they're telling us? Who knows what they're telling us? So again, uh, premiums will go up this afternoon and tonight. Uh, I'll tell you who the guests are right now. 
Ricky Verandas. I'm going to be talking to uh, Ricky, who is the host of the Ripple Effect podcast and also the founder and host of the Union of the Unwanted. He's he's talked one-on-one with some of the biggest guests out there, including RFK Jr., and I'll get to why I'm, I'm highlighting that, other than the fact that RFK Jr. is running for president, obviously. But he's gotten, I mean, he allowed me to confront Greg Palast. He's the reason I was able to ask Roger Stone a tough question about John Bolton before I met Stone and had him on the broadcast. He he really uh, is apolitical, like myself. Plus, he's over on the East Coast and Connecticut. Very down-to-earth, very smart guy, has kids, open-minded. I love what he does. I love what he does. So Ricky Verandis of uh, the Ripple Effect podcast. That's going to be the premium, and that one will probably be going up this afternoon uh, sometime around 5 Eastern-ish, okay? And and I don't know whether they'll get it up on Rumble, but I'm just telling you when I'll be done with the interview, you'll have the thumbnail, the whole shebango. And then, just as interesting, if not more interesting, uh, I've actually known these guys longer than I've known Verandas, and I, I was one of like the first guests on his Ripple Effect podcast well over a decade ago. I'll have the Jackman brothers on. And the Jackman brothers kind of run the gamut. Yes, they're podcasters. Yes, uh, some of their footage with a very, very great sit-down interview with RFK Jr. recently has gone somewhat viral on Twitter and other places. But those guys helped start and found Student Scholars for 9-11 Truth and you know, although we were going to, I was I was starting with the Nasser clips, I thought, I was like, yeah, the Nasser clips, I thought, this is a good one, because what I want people to understand is the reality is that the whole Tea Party thing, and I was upset about it at the time, I think I had every right to be, the whole Tea Party thing stemmed off of 9-11 truth, okay, and I was not at this Boston Tea Party, but I went to one uh, months and months later, I think about, man, it could be anywhere from six to nine, maybe even 10 months later in San Francisco. But they won't talk about this in the history books. They're going to to lie to you and say there was no movement for 9-11 truth. It didn't exist. Their little Jedi mind trick. Oh, it existed. Oh, <laughs> I was a big part of it. I saw it on the street. We've been somewhat living in the post-truth world for a while, and their methods of censorship have varied. But essentially what's happened now is there's not only algorithmic suppression on top of name-calling, misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theorists, this and that, because that only works for so long. Now they're just outright censoring. Okay. First, they try to demonetize you. They say uh, they they try to take away the financial incentive. Newsflash: Some of us aren't doing this for the money. Some of us don't care. Okay. Yeah, it sucks. Yes, it's unfair. Quite frankly, it should be. If and, and if it's not, it's it's illegal, especially with the defamation of, of for instance, a, a large mega corporation like YouTube, Google, Alphabet saying that my content harms viewers. I've never harmed a viewer in my life. My content has harmed no one. Absolutely no one. That's a defamatory comment or statement, and it's completely and totally untrue. 
in their little post-truth world. Um, but getting back to the Jackmans, they were a big part of student scholars for 9-11 Truth, uh, them and Justin Martell. Very motivated young men. Very motivated young men. And, and it's what I felt we needed. I, I mean, young is over with. You know, if you were watching my uh, my update last night or uh, evening when I was folding my laundry, a lot of people were commenting on how gray I was. So I haven't had a haircut in almost a week now, if not a week. And uh, I, I don't have anything in my hair. And people think I dye my hair. I don't dye my hair. I put some, like, gel in it. And that, and that takes away some of the, the white. No, we're going. I always said I'd be happy to go full Clooney. And we're there. We're pretty much there, you know. Clooney's going to go way whiter, but give me five more years. You're lucky to have a black head in my hair. Okay? So the Jackman brothers, they, they go even beyond that. So from student scholars to 9-11 Truth, very, very talented comedians. Uh, they do impersonations, etc. But they're also involved politically. And uh, last week we had Nico House on the program. He was uh, part of the Tulsi Gabbard campaign. Well, guess what? So was uh, so were these guys in her presidential campaign for 2016. And I like seeing every side of the spectrum. So, so those are going to be uh, the two premiums. I, I'm I'm going to have a blast with both of them. I hope that you guys come on over. You want to see those? Uh, you can chip in for just a buck this week. Try it out. See if they're worth it. And then it's ten bucks a month or lock it in. For a year, $100. That really supports me, guys. I just want everybody to know. That really does help support me. That knows that you're invested in this broadcast. And uh, it makes me feel guilty when it's on a Monday. I'm talking about this and you don't have your videos, to be quite frank. I don't want to... I Listen, I don't want to ruin who I plan on having for next week in case they cancel on me. But they should be some big daddies as well. And as always, we'll be playing clips of those over the week. But... Remember that. They've tried to scrub history. They don't want you to know about... They want you to hear the, the term truther. He's a truther. And it's crazy. It's crazy to me. How these monsters at the top, these Bernaysian masterminds, the, these disciples of deception, have used PR techniques... And propaganda and repeated uh, terminology to take the word truth and those who were seeking it regarding 9-11 in particular, because that's where it spawned out of, truthers as if that's a bad thing. And I remember, I don't consider myself a truther of anything. I was in this before that and I'm just looking for the truth. There's so many connotations of what a quote-unquote truther becomes, because that was the whole point. Let's take this term, let's hijack it, let's put it in a negative connotation to the general public that's not paying attention. And then, in order to really hammer it home, let's associate it with the absurd, right? Of no planes on 9-11. Let's associate it with, I don't know, flat earth. That came big and hard and fast for some reason. Isn't that odd? Big and hard and fast. Oh, you're a truther. So then when uh, Richard Gage goes on, uh, what is it, the bet 
podcast, the David, uh, I forget what his name is, the Valuetainment guy. Patrick David Bet is that his name? Uh, I know Tulsi just did it. But the first thing he asks him is if the earth is flat. If he believes that. I, I would have looked him dead in the eye. Be, why would you even have that connotation or begin the conversation with that? It's absolutely absurd that that's where you would start. Because no, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. But again, it's what people want to hear. That's why I really, I really enjoyed my conversation um, with Danny Polishuk, right? Uh, from Boys Cast, I, I posted <laughs> his kind of funny Chick-fil-A bit, right? Because Chick-fil-A had to hire some diversity, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's going down. The takeover is here. They want to work money out. They don't care about money. That's not the kind of profit they're after. They have the resources. You get it? So no more for you. No mas. No more. In fact, there's this clip of a former person from the Club of Rome that I was going to play last week. I wasn't sure where it was from. Then I saw an extended clip of it, I think on Jones or Infowars last week. And uh, the researcher that I follow on Twitter that I get a lot of great clips from, he had posted it. So he also posted a clip where that's just the beginning of it. And then it's two people talking about the Deagle 2025 report, which I actually discussed on Timcast and said, look, I don't know how valid this is. It's one of those things that's been around for a very long time. It's never really been explained. Um, you know, this is a think tank uh, projection type group along uh, the lines of the Gartner group and those type of reports and surveys, but it has the global population just devastated by 2025. Now, this clip may integrate into that. Ba basically, this guy says that Trump was a disruptor, that they would have loved to have the COVID 1984 nightmare a bit earlier, 2016 ish, weren't able to do it. Shebangoed it in 2020. Again, I'm not, Jason Burmis isn't saying that. I'm just saying what this guy's saying. And uh, that's why now the new goals are 2025 and 2030. And by 2025, they want some kind of a global uh, food and water crisis. Look, we're, we're halfway through 2023 right now. Lord knows. We, we got Skeletor up there, Carrie. And I'm going to show you something that's just so completely ironic about election integrity and the machines from back in the day that I talk about a lot, by the way, that I talk about a lot in a moment. But first, let's get a word in from our sponsor. Welcome to Reagan Gold Group. We're glad you're here. We understand that you're probably feeling the pain of rising inflation and are worried about how it may be affecting your hard earned savings. Thanks to H.R. 5376 passed by President Biden, many 401k and IRA savers are facing a nightmare. Governments are printing fiat currency at an alarming rate, which means that the value of your savings is being eroded day by day. However, there is a way to escape wealth confiscation. Precious metals such as gold does not depreciate over time and is a sound investment that keeps on growing. Physical gold is not subject to fraud, and as inflation rises, so does the price of gold. It's an investment product that is renowned for its ability to hedge against inflation. I'm Leith Eaton, the Senior Account Executive here at Reagan Gold Group. 
we offer 100% free IRA rollovers with free storage, maintenance, and insurance for up to three years on qualified orders. We understand that your financial needs and goals may change over time, which is why we offer a hassle-free buyback commitment. This allows you to sell your precious metals any day, any time at the current market value. Whether you're looking to cash in on your investment, diversify your portfolio, or simply need some extra cash, our buyback commitment is here to support you. We offer a price match guarantee to ensure you get the best price for your precious metal investments. Contact us before making a purchase and we'll beat any competitor's price. We also understand the importance of the safe and secure shipping of your metals. That's why we fully ensure all orders ship to our customers with signature required. Book a free consultation with us now to learn how you can invest in precious metals and hedge your financial future. And for a limited time, we're offering up to $2,500 in free gold and silver. Don't miss out on this limited opportunity. Contact us today to take advantage of this amazing offer. So, <clears throat> just want to uh, put it out there also before we get into the uh, the Nasser story with Epstein. One of the other big things that they always try to do with this truther thing is the, the next big thing that I always hear, con I constantly hear, is the crisis actor thing. They want to bring that in so badly. So badly. Because then the next step is that in a lot of these um, disasters and events that should be questioned, you don't think anybody died. And then you just completely and totally discredit yourself. I just want people to know that unfortunately, we live in a world, a post-truth world, where the predator class at top and their military industrial complex minions as part of what the real deep state is and the real part of the intel communities that carry out black operations do, they'll kill people. They have no problem killing people. Some of these people are profiled for a very long time. So that they know that not only will these people kill people, they'll keep quiet about it. They don't just ask anybody to do that. It's a reality, okay? And different, different strokes for different folks, different agents for different events. But again, they, they want, they so badly want people like myself and others to gravitate towards things like that so you can completely and totally be discredited. Okay? Just want to throw that out there. So we're going to move on. Uh, again, the Tea Party was hijacked. I don't know if it was hijacked by uh, Alex Jones and Ron Paul. Okay, for the, listen, the money bomb for Ron Paul was good. That's what I don't agree with this. Okay? Uh, who is this? This is uh, it's probably John Gold. Right? And, and uh, yeah, it's John Gold. John Gold has sour sour grapes about a lot of things. You know, he said some things. I feel bad for John Gold because John Gold is also, unfortunately, John, if you're watching this, you're a very unhappy person from every time I've met you. Like John, John Gold can't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what his personal life is like. And, and a lot of this stuff is very, very dark. 
But to say Alex Jones and Ron Paul hijacked the movement, it's ridiculous. Okay? It, it, it's, yeah, the Tea Party, though, originally totally 9-11 truth. Just want to point that out there. Okay. So let's get to the story. Let's move it along. Epstein tried to contact Larry Nasser about what? The FBI? I don't know, but it's odd. And uh, at Trey Billion, one of the best resources for everything Epstein, high-level uh, human trafficking and abuse. Really a great account to follow if you're not following it. By the way, let's get the thumbs up on all the accounts. Subscribe, share. Hey, maybe, maybe you even uh, tweet it out. Look at that. I didn't realize we even had that. That doesn't look too good. How'd that happen? Amateur hour over here, Burmis. Amateur hour. And it takes away the illusion of your studio. Should have zoomed in a little bit more. It's odd. Anyway, I'm rambling. The documents also provide a fresh window into Epstein's behavior during his 36 days in jail. There's all these new documents. And, and uh, there's 4,000 of them, apparently, involved in the quote-unquote suicide of Jeffrey Epstein that have been obtained. 4,000 documents. Weird. Including his previously unreported attempt to contact by mail with another high-profile pedophile, Larry Nasser, the U.S. gymnastics team doctor, convicted... Uh, of sexually abusing scores of athletes. Scores of... I think about how long this guy did that. Now, here's the thing. I had a long conversation uh, with somebody who I couldn't get on camera, um, who I will, I'm not going to say who it was because it was in confidence, about Epstein and certain aspects of his connections. And what I don't think people get is that Epstein was a high-level abuser who had an appetite for this thing to the tune of hundreds of victims, if not thousands of victims. We've seen a handful of them. Now, don't get me wrong. His main gig inside of all this was to compromise other people. But the vast majority of these people were trafficked to Epstein himself. That's why there isn't a client list. And really, that was his undoing is that he couldn't keep his own appetite for this type of behavior under wraps. Because clearly before this, um, he's involved with high-level, behind-the-scenes black ops. All right, I've talked about the Adnan Khashoggi thing and the Prince Andrew thing, right? Because the arms-dealing thing is real. The money-laundering stuff is real real. The CFR and trilateral stuff is real. So let's let's throw on our thinking caps. Big Fish, aka Trey Billion here, thinks that the whole thing might just be contrived and made up, possibly. Why else would he try to talk to Nasser? Well, if Nasser was doing this for a long time, and was doing this to Olympic athletes, some of those athletes may have, in fact, been uh, trafficked Epstein's way for whatever uh, reason and whatever circles they're in. You got to remember somebody like Glenn Maxwell and Epstein, they're well traveled. They're going to events like that, like, like the Olympics. All right. They're, they're traveling to other countries, they're having lavish dinners and parties. And there, there could have been some overlap there. Now, 
whether and um, I guess I'd have to see the letter, but I wonder if perhaps that letter was maybe a, a, a tongue in cheek warning not to speak about those things or to be assured that um, those things would remain in confidence. Maybe he had blackmail on Nasser himself that Nasser would not want to come out something even more dark than the abuse, because I, I don't think that we're just talking about the uh, abuse of young girls and women. I, I think there's obviously other big time crimes there. Big time, heavy, felonious crimes. That's me speculating. That's, that's total speculation. Obviously, you guys are going to think what you guys are going to think. I want to read this article right here. New details of Jeffrey Epstein's death and frantic aftermath revealed in records obtained by the Associated Press. Two weeks before ending his life, Jeffrey Epstein sat in the corner of his Manhattan jail cell with his hands over his ears, desperate to muffle the sound of a toilet that wouldn't stop running. Epstein was agitated and unable to sleep. Jail officials observed in records newly obtained by the Associated Press. He called himself a coward and complained he was struggling uh, to adapt to life behind bars following his 2019 arrest on federal sex trafficking and conspiracy charges. His life of luxury reduced to a concrete and steel cage. And again, without seeing the documents, you know, are these documents there to frame somebody who was quote unquote suicidal? The old Bill Barr story. I can assure you, I, I thought it was suspicious too. He definitely committed suicide. <laughs> what? Just saying. Just saying. Um, the disgraced financier. Where, did, where is that, by the way? I'm so, sorry about. There we go. That's where that is. Oh, okay, right there. Bam. The disgraced financier was under psychological observation at the time for a suicide attempt just days earlier that left his neck bruised and scraped. Yet, even after a 31-hour stint on Suicide Watch, Epstein insisted he wasn't suicidal, telling a jail psychologist he had had a wonderful life and would be crazy, crazy to end it. And, uh, you know, I know that there's so many people out there that still think that he wasn't killed. I don't know, those autopsy uh, photos, pretty convincing. Uh, the doctor that performed the autopsy that has challenged the narrative that he hung himself pretty convincing he was there and then the 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 ludicrous uh nonsense message board stuff it's anthony bourdain's body like cartoon level bad like that actually went around people actually retweeted that i i can't imagine that people genuinely believed it uh, that that was probably the mark of the troll, but boy, oh boy, did I see that everywhere. Nearly four years later, the AP has obtained more than 4,000 pages of documents related to Epstein's death from a federal bureau of prisons under the Freedom of Information Act. They include a detailed psychological reconstruction of the events leading to Epstein's suicide, as well as his health history, internal agency reports, emails, memos, and other records to, uh, taken together. The documents obtained by the AP uh, Thursday provide the most uh, complete accounting to date of Epstein's detention and death and its chaotic aftermath. 
The records helped to dispel the many conspiracy theories surrounding Epstein's suicide, underscoring how fundamental failings at the Bureau of Prisons, including severe staffing shortages and employees cutting corners, contributed to Epstein's death. Bullshit. Bullshit. Conspir First of all, it does nothing. It, it, it does nothing to quote the quote-unquote conspiracy theories. You, you said you lost the tapes. You said that the the guards fell asleep. Then you prosecuted the guards. Then you dropped the charges. Come on. Like the, the dark cartoon indeed. It's ridiculous. Oh, this this stops the conspiracy theories. The 9-11 Commission report stops the cons... Just devastates the conspiracy theories. The Warren Commission devastates the conspiracy theories. The new... COVID war, Philip Zelikow document, devastates the conspiracy theories. In fact, uh, I got this story we're going to do on the on the second half. Uh, David Heyman, uh, one of our uh, big-time WHO experts, says, hey, not important. Who gives a flying rat's ass where, where uh, this whole nightmare came, came from? We don't care about that. We care about controlling you. Don't you? Un That's what we care about. Duh. Stop asking questions. Stop looking for the truth. People sicken me. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Um, taken together, the documents the AP obtained Thursday provide the most complete accounting to date. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. There's the We already did the conspiracy theories thing. It's just unreal. Yeah, I mean, ugh. They shed new light on the federal prison's agency's muddled response after Epstein was found unresponsive in his cell and now shuttered Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City. Again, they, they held El Chapo there. They had not had a suicide there in 13 years. In 13 years. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to read the rest of this article after a word from our sponsor. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. All right, we are back. I want to finish this article up uh, because, again, this shows you you know, the big time, the cover-up. This is the cover-up crew. It's 100% the cover-up crew. In one email, a prosecutor involved in Epstein's criminal case complained about a lack of information from the Bureau of Prisons in the critical hours after his death, writing that it was frankly unbelievable <laughs> that the agency was issuing public press releases before telling us basic information so that we can relay it to his attorneys who can relay it to his family. 
Um, in another email, a high-ranking Bureau of Prisons official made a spurious suggestion to the agency's director that news reporters must have been paying jail employees for information about Epstein's death because they were reporting details of the agency's failings, impunging on ethics of journalists and agency's own workers. I, I would say they're being fed uh, you know, the narrative, obviously. The documents also provide a fresh window into Epstein's behavior during his 36 days in jail, including his previously unreported attempt to connect by mail with another high-level uh, profile, high-profile pedo, Larry Nasser, the U.S. gymnastics team doctor, uh, convicted of sexually abusing scores of athletes. Epstein's letter to Nasser was found returned to sender in the jail's mailroom weeks after Epstein's death. It appeared he mailed it out and it was returned back to him. The investigator who found the letter told a prison official by email, I am not sure if I, I should open it or should we hand it over to anyone? Hmm. <laughs> the letter itself was not included among the documents turned over to the AP. The night before Epstein's death, he excused himself from a meeting with his lawyers to make a telephone call to his family. According to a memo from a unit manager, Epstein told a jail employee that he was calling his mother, who'd been dead for 15 years at that point. Hmm. Bizarre. Extremely bizarre. Epstein's death put increased scrutiny on the Bureau of Prisons and led the agency to close the Metropolitan Correctional Center in 2021. It spurred an AP investigation that has uncovered deep, previously unreported problems within the agency. The Justice Department's largest, with more than 30,000 employees, 158,000 inmates, and an $8 billion annual budget. An internal memo uh, updated, but sent after Epstein's death, attributed problems to the jail to seriously reduce staffing levels, improper lack of training, and follow-up and oversight. That's all whitewashing. That's all cover-up whitewashing. 100%. Okay? 100%. Epstein later said he was upset about having to wear an orange jumpsuit provided to inmates in the special housing unit and complained about being treated like he was a bad guy despite being well-behaved behind bars. He requested a brown uniform for his near-daily visits with his lawyers. During initial health screening, the 66-year-old said that he had 10-plus female sexual partners within the previous five years. Duh. Medical records showed he was suffering from sleep apnea, uh, constipation, hypertension, lower back pain, and uh, prediabetes, and had been previously treated for chlamydia. Epstein did not make some attempts to adapt to his jailhouse surroundings, the record show, or did make some attempts, I'm sorry. He signed up for a kosher meal and told prison officials through his lawyer that he wanted permission to exercise outside. So that's interesting because... Epstein doesn't really, uh, um, I, I don't take him as the religious type, but somehow he wanted that, uh, that kosher meal. Interesting. Two days before he was found dead, Epstein, uh, bought $73.85 worth of items from his prison, uh, commissary, including an AM, FM radio and headphones. He had $566 left in his account when he died. Epstein's outlook worsened when a judge denied him bail in uh, July 18, 2019. Uh, yes, I remember that. He was he was looking at almost, what, 45 years in jail. 
So uh, the day before Epstein ended his life, a federal judge unsealed about 2,000 pages of documents in the sexual abuse lawsuit against him. Yeah, those came hard and fast. Hard and fast. Uh, so there you have it. Also, inside this, you know, he it shows a lot more of his meetings with Norwegian and British royals. I missed that last week, too. A lot going on in that Epstein case. And we're going to continue to cover it because it is important. Because he looks like what? An intelligence uh, agent slash asset for a multitude of agencies, including the United States, Israel, and possibly British intelligence as well. You know, all kind of like little sex, sects and conglomerates of each other. All right, what do we got here? Yeah, we got some other news. We got some other news. There's Joe Rogan trying to uh, interview Joe Biden after this incident right here. And, I, and it's hard. It, it's hard. I, I, I hate having to do this, but it's just so absurd that we have to pretend that this guy runs. This, this, again, it's the state of the world. Nothing funny about it. I mean, I mean, that sums it up. That sums it up. They're telling you an old man, a career, lifelong establishment predator class minion slash criminal who could barely speak when he was running for the presidency in 2020 who can now barely stand up and barely walk runs the country. Does that, does that bother anybody else? Bothers me. That guy, And Kamala Embarrass, by the way, nowhere to be... Have you heard from Kamala Embarrass in like months at this point? They got her on a... Le they don't want her anywhere near a camera. <laughs> I mean... Right, they don't want her anywhere near Joe Rogan. I mean, Rogan popped out like quick. Uh, you know, he couldn't get an answer. Later on, Joe said he was sandbagged. You see, I got sandbagged. What does that even mean? If you'll notice in the photograph with Rogan here, uh, there are no sandbags. It's a flat surface. There, there actually are no bags of any sort. Nobody pushed him. I mean, let's let's go to the video replay. You know, let's let let's let's go back to to Joey B. Here he is. He's looking around. You know, we got a lot, a, a lot of happy uh, young men and women here. You know, in uniform. Boom! A little air pop. Sandbagged. Again, hey, let's take a good look. Now, maybe a water bottle went astray. I didn't see a water bottle. This looks like some kind of a salad plate over here next to the water bottles. Didn't trip over those. So, yeah, again, and, and I mean, dude, my God. Oh, he is getting me up. He is not doing good. Boy, oh boy. 
not doing good. Look at the look on everybody's face over there, too, in the stands. Just like, oh, my God. But again, most popular president in the history of the United States. Most votes ever. It's the guy. Say hello to Joey B, a.k.a. Zombie J. I shouldn't say that anymore. You know why? Zombies don't fall down like that. They, they have a slow pace. There's a lot of, uh, they, they talk a lot like Joe. They don't usually, they got pretty good balance. Zombies have pretty good balance. I mean, they're, they're make-believe. They're not real. But as they've been portrayed in entertainment and Hollyweird, they, they got pretty good balance. Oh, boy. So that brings us uh, to this story really quick. And in the uh, second hour, we're going to be doing more videos, guys. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to do this Cl Club of Rome population uh, Deagle video on YouTube. We got Nikki Haley warmongering. You know, that's the establishment. That's who they like to prop up. A neocon like Nikki Haley. That's their powerful woman. Um, RFK Jr. being asked a tough question by my man, Pasta Jardula. We're going to be playing that. Uh, and a lot more in the second hour. Remember, that's for free. RVMRumble.com. We leave YouTube. We go uncensored. We do it Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss it. Moment Sonic Boom shakes Washington, D.C. Residents are brought to terrifying standstill as F-16s chased private Cessna over no-fly zone before it crashed, killing all four on board. Now, I want to point out that this was standard protocol prior to 9-11. Payne Stewart, the golfer, died on his plane. Uh, I think that they had some kind of a, a gas issue where all of a sudden everybody died in the plane. It went off course. It was immediately buzzed by fighter jets. Immediately buzzed by fighter jets. Similar thing happens here. And it's, it's always been the case. Oh, especially when you're getting close to uh, Washington, D.C. Always been the case. Prior to 9-11, post-9-11, maybe not so much on 9-11. At least that's what they tell you to believe. Uh, I, and, and by the way, I'm not sure what happened to these people. Here's, here, here's some of the, the sonic booming, by the way. So there you go. That one's not really... I've seen some of the other ones um, that are they're a little more hardcore. Let's see. Here we go. And people were saying it felt like almost like a building falling or some kind of an earthquake. Here we go. We got some kind of guitar couple. Hey. Hey. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> that one shook their house. 
So that you know, you hear that one less, but you get it. So so there you go. There's a dog runner for cover. Just worth noting, especially we're bringing up 9/11, our military. Joe, don't worry. The zombie is protected very well. We're talking about Hollyweird zombies. Mark Wahlberg now wants to create Hollywood 2.0 in Nevada, away from woke California and Tinseltown after leaving behind LA and his 90 million home to give his kids a better life. I, I think what we're going to see, okay, number one, most of Hollyweird is, is dying or dead. The, the uh, AI stuff is a, is a total reality, but I think there's going to be a bunch more entertainment that's smaller scale. You already saw certain people move down into the, the Texas and Austin area to do this sort of thing. Nevada, Arizona. These are very real and viable options to these people. And, and for good reason, right? Because they are very real and viable options in, in a system that kind of sucks, is full of corruption, and doesn't provide the greatest of entertainment anymore. So we're going to talk about that and much more. We're going to line up other stories. Remember, we're going to the second hour after this final segment in the first. And a word from our sponsor. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. Thanks, Mike. Use the promo code RVM. Before getting back to it, I got a uh, Tipski and Hutch over at the Rockfin from David Westfall asking why nobody's talking about the mysterious death of uh, Dr. Rashid Buttar. I talked about it when it initially happened. Uh, I also discussed how I had met him. Not this past April, but a year plus ago in April over in Oklahoma. I really liked the guy. I'd seen him at other events. Um, in a broadcast that happened right before his death, he said that after his CNN interview, he had been poisoned um, with, like, it didn't really explain it. He did not look good in that interview, and then he did pass away. He's a younger guy. I think, what was he, 57. Uh, very sketchy and very unfortunate, just dark, man. Again, it's one of those things like we're talking about real things, talking about real issues. And there is a certain darkness to it. I, I try to keep upbeat. And that's, and that's not to say that I shy away from those very, very big issues. That's a big issue. It's a big, big issue. It's, it's tough to say what happened there. There's not a lot of specifics on it. And it's funny because before that happened, I was really thinking about him a lot 
and our interactions and thinking about getting them on the show. And it also makes you think, well, that's why you tr- you got to pull the trigger when you can. Not just because you don't know if somebody else is going to be gone. What about yourself? There's no tomorrow guaranteed for any of us, myself included. So you, you get you get done today what you can. And you hope for a better tomorrow. And you get done tomorrow. It's that you keep moving forward. Because you don't know when the train stops, kids. Nobody knows their last day. Okay? Unless they've, they've picked it themselves. All right. I want to talk about this story and, and a thread. We were talking about John Kerry. And John Kerry absolutely 100% helps manage and run this country Um both foreign and domestically with policy and we, and with the, the cronies and, and the liars, okay, within the lobbyist movement and these NGOs and the United Nations. He's the guy. He's the guy. Partisan technology uh, firm is implicated in John Kerry's implausible loss in Ohio 2004. Now, remember, I, I always talk about this. And this is an old school report that John Kerry more than likely beat George Bush in a multitude of states and the voting machines rigged that. By the way, YouTube all of a sudden has changed their position and they're going to allow you to question elections again. You can question the 2020 election again. Oh boy, people are really upset about that. Like that's like, like it's okay. They told you you couldn't question the 2020 election. That was wrong think. Those were conspiracy theories. You don't have standing to question elections. A phony terror alert in Republican Warren County, the FBI later denied issuing any such warning, allowed officials to move ballots illegally to an auxiliary building and count them out of public view. Presiding over the election uh, was a Republican Secretary of State, J. Kenneth Blackwell, a fiercely partisan fundamentalist Christian who also served as co-chair of Ohio's committee to re-elect George W. Bush. The exhaustive evidence of voting irregularities in Ohio was documented in a 2005 report uh, commissioned by Representative John Conyers preserving democracy. What went wrong in Ohio? And Ohio wasn't the only state in 2004. Again, the researcher at listen underscore the number two learn. Got PDFs on all. I've been talking about these election issues forever because they're real. We don't want machines. We want hand counts and technology that audits on the scene. It's not a difficult thing to envision. It's not a difficult thing to enact if you actually want one person, one vote, free and fair elections. If that's the goal. If that's the actual goal, if it's not the goal and if it's the goal to promote awful candidates like the one we're about to play right now, then, hey, maybe we don't want that. If you like positions that Nikki Haley is going to put out via the Ukraine disaster where, oh, Pentagon discloses it's paying for Elon Musk's Starlink internet in Ukraine. No, it's always been DOD run. That that was a song and dance. 
Starlink is a Trojan horse civilian system hooked into their blackjack network that help rain down death showers on people. It's not just internet. Okay? And if you like things like that, you'll love Nikki Haley. You'll love her. She's the bet. You'll love the voting machines. This is bigger than Ukraine. This is a war about freedom. And it's one we have to win. You look at those Ukrainians and what they do when Russia invaded their freedoms. They moved in there, went to the front lines, and fought for their country. The I mean, CNN's got these town halls, man. And they, they love to pump this woman. Jake Tapper loved to pump. These are the strong and diverse candidates they want for America. Women said, we're not going to stay back. They made Molotov cocktails to defend their country. Everybody gave them five days to survive. But yet their passion and their will pushed them forward. What we have to understand is a win for Ukraine is a win for all of us because tyrants tell us exactly what they're going to do. You know what's really funny? Uh, I talk about this a lot because I watch it a lot, but last night I threw on um, the American Heroes channel again and World War II on again. And this time they were talking about the German invasion into Russia again. And one of the pieces of footage and one of the things they said in this, I'm not sure whether it was Hitler, Blueprints of Evil. I wish I, I, wish I could remember which one it was because as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, I'd love to clip that. I'd love to clip that. It's like the colorized World War II footage. And they said in certain areas, the Germans were looked at and greeted as liberators. And guess where they were greeted as liberators the most? And they showed footage of it. Ukraine. So the Germans were looked at as liberators. And they still have a strong Azov. Azov battalion. Type mindset there. Weird. We, I mean, again, look at the history of it. And I just, I, I was watching that and I just like, man. It's for freedom, though. They're fighting for women with Molotov cocktails fighting alongside Nikki Haley. What we heard, China said they were going to take Hong Kong. They did it. Russia said they were going to invade Ukraine. We watched that happen. China says Taiwan's next. We better believe them. Russia said Poland and the Baltics are next. If that happens, we're looking at a world war. This is about preventing war. By going to war and killing people and saying Ukraine needs to win and we need to depose Putin, we're going to stop war. By waging war, we're going to stop war. You see how Orwellian and nightmarish and Bernaysian all this is? The dark cartoon, man. She's the diverse candidate for the Republicans. Somebody they love on the stage. And the, and the thing that's scary about her She's actually a capable person, like way more capable than a Kamala Embarrass. Way more capable than Zombie J, obviously. Obviously. And so the way you prevent wars, not that we give cash to Ukraine, not that we put troops on the ground, but that we get with our allies and we make sure that we give them the equipment and the ammunition to win. Because when Ukraine wins, 
That sends a message to China with Taiwan. It sends a message to Iran that wants to build a bomb. It sends a message to North Korea testing ballistic missiles. And it sends a message to Russia that it's over. That's what we have to do. And keep in mind, everybody wants to know, well, how does this war end? It would end in a day if Russia would pull out. She's a liar. It would end in a day. If, if Russia just left and let NATO encircle them and then eventually take more land and, and have Ukraine join NATO, everything will be okay. And, and again, I'm not batting for the pootster. I'm certainly not batting for this lady, though. Never been a Nikki Haley guy. Weird, right? It's weird. Jason Burma's never been a Nikki Haley guy. If Ukraine pulls out, then we're all looking at a world war. So this is a real issue that distinguishes you from some of your opponents. Um, former President Trump has refused to say whether he believes Russia should win the war or if... Whether he, a, uh, Russia should win the war. Remember that? They tried to get him on that conversation. He goes, look, I just want people to stop dying. I want to end the war. Do you want, do you want Ukraine to win? Do you want you, remember little Leslie? Little Leslie Stahl? Little Leslie. And Jake Tapper's, I mean, man, he's terrible. <laughs> he is awful. Just awful. Putin is a war criminal. For, uh, Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis referred to Russia's invasion of Ukraine as a, quote, territorial dispute. Um, what do you think of that? I think that that's a mistake that too many have made. That's exactly what got the Europeans in this position with Russia in the first place, is that they're too trustful. You can't be trustful of a regime that goes in and tries to take away people's freedoms. What we need to understand. So a regime that goes in and tries to take away people's freedoms. Um, did, did she live in this country the last three years? Is she aware that right now Forbes is running articles that white supremacists are, are the biggest threat to the homeland, domestic terrorists, just to encircle as many people as possible? Is she aware about that? Nikki Haley? Take away. Did we give people freedom in Iraq and Afghanistan? Is Are we spreading freedom in Syria? How about over in Libya? where there's a human slave trade, Nikki. Just cartoon, again, the dark cartoon. These people are obscene. They're absurd. It's, it's out of control. It's over the top. And, and this is the kind, this is the, di this is the diverse AI pushed candidate. 100%. They love Nikki Haley. Can't get enough. Nikki frickin' Haley. Dan is that Ukraine has the ability to win but we have to think bigger than that. And for them to sit there and say that this is a territorial dispute, that's just not the case. To say that we should stay neutral, it is in the best interest of America. It's in the best interest of our national security for Ukraine to win. And again, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people are dead in the last year plus. They're dead. Now, a lot of the people that survived ain't doing so good. Are we even going to talk about that? They don't care. They don't care. Death and destruction is their gig. All right. One final commercial in this first hour. I'm going to come back to YouTube just really quickly to tell you where you can find the rest. 
I use this VPN. You should use this VPN, rvmvpn.com. We love the internet, but the internet is tracking everything you do. Take control of your online privacy with IP Vanish. People with malicious intent are everywhere watching you. Criminals can hack your Wi-Fi while broadband providers and advertisers monitor your data. With IP Vanish on your device, your internet activity is encrypted. No one can see what you're doing. Your location, your connection, completely hidden. Protect your internet privacy today with IP Vanish. All right, folks, you want to see that second hour? It is over at RVM Rumble, rvmrumble.com. rvmrumble.com is where you want to go. We are going to um, hit the digital infrastructure, the World Health Organization, so many other things rvmrumble.com and remember you want to support the broadcast redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored slash uncensored try it for a buck for the first week the two premium interviews will be up tonight so that you'll be able to enjoy them all week the Jackman Brothers Ricky Verandas I'm looking forward to it YouTube we will see you on the flip side okay <coughs> so Absurd and obscene that Nikki Haley would say, we're bringing freedom. We're bringing the freedom. No, we bought, we brought death and destruction from above with drone warfare. We beta tested things like smart dust throughout the Middle East. Okay. We did the track trace database biometrics in your face. Literally, face scans, iris scans in the Middle East. That's not freedom. That was a beta test for the enslavement that's coming home quick. Coming home so quick. And this right here with Tedros and the gang is very, very much a part of that agenda. Thank you. Thank you, Katarina. Your Excellency, Commissioner Stella. Your Excellency. And Director General Sandra Gallina, dear colleagues and friends, thank you for joining us today. And I also acknowledge Commissioner Thierry Breton and Director General Roberto Viola, who could unfortunately not be with us today. Oh. The COVID-19 pandemic highlighted the value of digital health solutions in facilitating access to health services while the emergency phase of the COVID-19 pandemic is now over, investments in digital infrastructure remain an important resource for health systems and for economies and societies at large. Like many countries, the European Union made significant investments in COVID-19 certificates to help people move around as safely as possible during the pandemic. They want... Vaccine passports for everything. Digital passports based in your biometrics for everything under the guise of healthcare. This is the fourth industrial revolution going under your skin and bringing in a biomedical fascistic tyranny, the likes of which most cannot imagine. And at the same time, David Heyman says it's not important 
where the virus came from. Despite all the evidence shown, it's not a conspiracy theory, by the way. He says that everything's a hypothesis. Any theories are only out. There is no hypothesis that the virus was created in a laboratory. You can talk about leaks all you want. We don't talk about leaks. I believe it was seeded. That is my belief. That is what the evidence suggests. It is a seeded bioweapon outside the realm of just nation states and Wuhan and Chapel Hill, all over the place. But we know, we know it is not speculation. It is not natural. It is not zoonotic. That was fake. That was Johnny Nonsense. That is the lie. They hit you with a bioweapon to inject you with a bioweapon again and again and again and force your digital slavery. And this guy's up here bragging about it. Old corrupt in an organization that has been caught multiple times helping people helping people in Ebola situations while raping children. That's a reality. Sorry if I don't, you know, want to follow corrupt organizations that are responsible for raping children. The European Union certification system was used by all 27 EU member states and more than 50 other countries Building on the success of the EU system, WHO is proud today to launch the Global Digital Health Certification Network. No, I want not. I want so badly the United Nations, the World Health Organization, out of my country. Out, just done. I like executive order style. See ya. No, we don't need to take a while to sever our ties and set a date. No. Yeah, Trump, you want me to get behind you 100%? RFK Jr., you want me to get behind you 100%? Day one. Day one, they leave. We make the UN building a museum of their corruption, by the way. Of their failures, of their lies, of their hate. And let people know why we did it. Boy, I'll tell you what, the NGOs would hate that. The globalists would hate that. The predator class, not a fan of that. That, that would be a real win for this country and humanity. That would be us being uh, the shining light on a hill to lead the way on that and start to dismember this corrupt criminal cartel that totally and completely thinks it's above the law. So thank you so much to European uh, Union for the excellent certification system that you have transferred to us and we have the chance to build on it. WHO will begin operations of the network today with the existing COVID-19 certificate as a global public good. Soon after, we will expand this infrastructure by incorporating other use such as a digitized international certificate of vaccination, routine immunization cards, Routine immunization cards, your papers, please. Oh, you, di you didn't get your seventh booster? Oh, you didn't get the new preventative shot? Oh, you can't come here. 
And it's not just going to be for hate and lie shots and that type of compliance. It's going to be for everything. Every single thing they can get you to bend the knee to. While we pay for it, by the way. While our tax dollars go to these organizations, whether you realize it or not. It's wild. Wild. And international patient summaries. WHO will continue to work with all regions to ensure that the network is accessible globally, incorporating relevant experiences and standards from other countries and regions. It's important to emphasize that privacy is key. WHO will not have any access to any personal health data. We will only maintain a directory of the public keys that can be used to verify the authenticity of a member state's digital health. Yeah, I love how they lie straight to you. I mean, they're lying to you about everything, so it doesn't matter. But they lie straight to your face and act like, oh, well, no one's ever going to have access to your, to your health data. Certainly not us. The government doesn't have access to your health data. Meanwhile, guys like Netanyahu brag, we've got access to all your health data the last 20 years. And by the way, we want your genetic code too. <laughs> and we're going to get it. Like here, oh, don't worry. Everything's going to be private. Listen, once it's in the digital ether, I got news for you. It's in the digital ether. It can be accessed. That's it. That's how it works, okay? But Tedros, a known liar, will say, listen, we love you. We're, we're pro we want you to be have privacy, but we want you to carry these cards and have a digital infrastructure where we know what type of injections you've bent the knee to. That's all. That's all we want. Come on. Just do it. Records. The Global Digital Health Certification Network will be an important part of our efforts to strengthen health systems and support our member states to prepare better for the next epidemic or pandemic. The network could also play a crucial role in cross-border humanitarian situations. Oh, so, so wait a minute. I thought this was just for, you know, past. Oh, now it's for humanitarian and migration situations. They want your iris scan. They want your bio biometric hand, thumb, all that. They want your motion. They want your heartbeat with their NASA tech. Okay, and they want your biology ultimately, not just your genetic code. They want your day-to-day. -day. They want your literal blood pressure and heartbeat. They want your brainwave patterns. They want it all. And, and if that sounds too hardcore for you, if that sounds too Johnny nonsense, sorry. That's what they want. That's what they want. Total control and total regimentation over the entire human populace that they are looking to not only enslave, okay, but also experiment on in a transhumanist future where they try to biologically live forever and get you to basically 
merge with technology, be experimented on, and euthanize yourself for some kind of digital promise of eternal life. And Tedros will help take you there. Old Teddy Dros. By ensuring people have access to their health records and credentials as they move across borders due to conflict, the climate crisis, and other emergencies. Other emergencies. But we'll go with the, cli the climate crisis. There is no climate crisis. Anyone who says the term climate crisis is, is act either a knowing participant, participant in global tyranny, like this guy is. He's a knowing participant in global tyranny. Or honestly, they are a mainstream media or a mainstream media watching Muppet with a very low IQ. Like, like no critical thinking skills. We're in a climate crisis. Like their critical thinking skills are gone. They're done. They don't have them. They're imagination land. WHO would like to thank again the European Commission for its partnership and support and for advocating the EU member states and other participants that they migrate to the WHO network. I also thank the EU and WHO teams who worked hard to bring us to this moment. We very much value the European Commission's technical and financial support, and we very much hope that support will continue. WHO looks forward to implementing this administrative arrangement and furthering our collaboration so that all member states can equitably reap the benefits of this vital digital public infrastructure. So infrastructure through agreements that are equitable and involve all nation states. So all the legalese is there. All the plausible deniability is there. Oh, we're not forcing you to do this. Oh, this isn't the government. Oh, it's not a treaty. It's not a regulation. It's an agreement. We're just making some agreements. And so here's a clip uh, from someone I believe who was inside the Club of Rome. Okay. The big, the big uh, humans are bad. Everything's bad. We do. And that no matter what we do, we need to we need to call the population. We need to call the herd. Okay, so let, let's watch this. And I got to find the whole thing, find out who he is. Maybe we'll watch a whole. We'll do a whole watch along because I think this is a much more extensive interview. I I certainly watched bigger clips of it. And the process which we are dealing now uh, with this pandemic and all these uh, liars was supposed to be in 2016. They in were a, pushed into, into exactly, early Exactly, in start. a sense to be in 2020 to be a, a disaster regarding foods and water. Ah, and I see. Which normally they want to arrive in 2025 now. I see. So the plan was a little bit changed. And for this reason, uh, of course they, don't, they will not succeed, this is clear. I mean, the, the system is almost down. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, but uh, of course, there are the last moments, and we have to be to have the courage now, all of us, to say no. In a sense that UN could be a fantastic, can can have the fantastic role, but is not, because it's totally under control 
of the oligarchs. Mm -hmm. The problem is that these oligarchs, all of them, are related with the um, system of the pedophilia one. Because we know that there are more than 8 million children per year which they disappear. 8 million does mean the entire population of Austria. Now, look, whether that's a global number and that's real or not, if a, if a tenth of that actually disappeared globally, like 800,000, that would be a network. Now, obviously that was cut up a little bit. Again, I want to get the bigger one. Here he talks uh, for about a minute and a half and then uh, these two other gentlemen discuss the Deagle 2025 report, which talks about massive depopulation in the United States and around the world. I mean, mass, like by half. And that's, again, something worth noting. You know, Deagle isn't some conspiracy group or site. No, it's one that actually is used in industrial and business circles to predict the future. So, uh, it's going to go from, again, this this gentleman in a little bit more extended clip talking about Trump and uh, basically their plans having to move from 2020 to 2025 and then 2030. Here you go. The situation with Donald, Donald Trump was a big shock. They didn't expect that to happen. That was an accident, I suppose. Absolutely an accident. From Not the, part of their game was plan. was the first time of the oligarchy system was what happened an accident. Mm -hmm. Because normally it have to be Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Not Donald Trump. Yeah. And the process which we are dealing now uh, with this pandemic and all these uh, liars was supposed to be in 2016. They in were a, pushed into, into exactly, early Exactly, in start. a sense to be in 2020 to be a, a disaster regarding food and water. Ah, I see. Which normally they want to arrive in 2025 now. I see. So the plan was a little bit changing. For Talk about an article that you just published today in International Man, which I'll include in the links below. Everyone, if you're not a subscriber to International Man, you definitely should be. There's lots of great content there, not only stuff that Doug writes, but uh, other great writers as well. So, um, but you're, you covered a topic that I've heard rumors about for months first i heard about it from some of our viewers actually and that's about this site called deagle.com and their uh forecast for population changes massive population changes in 2025 and uh how first of all how did it get on your radar how did this even topic get on your radar hmm. yeah i can't remember who it was that uh introduced me to this um <clears throat> Deagle website. I'd never heard of Deagle before, but uh, I did go on their website and they're um, basically what they do is they track um, uh, the economies of different countries in the world, about 200, most of them actually, almost all of them, uh, but mainly their military capabilities. So they're in some ways competitive with Jane's, which has been around for decades and is the well-known company when it comes to tracking military weapon systems, what they can accomplish, how much they cost, uh, all this type of thing. So it's, um, 
I guess Deagle's kind of a big deal, but it's not well promoted or well known like Jane's is. Can't remember. Well, and they but they had so Sorry they so they had this thing on their website that basically predicted uh, population levels in virtually every country in the world in 2025. Now this is no longer on their site. They took it off, and you can find it in the Internet Archive, and I'll try and include a link to it in the description to this video as well. But that's the part that kind of stuck out most to you and that you were addressing in, in the article in International Man. Yeah, it's absolutely shocking. Uh, they list uh, all the countries of the world and give their current population and current GDP. And then what they project is population and GDP in 2025. And um, this just isn't the usual draw a straight ruler from you know, you know, 2% compounded or something. They project that the US population uh, falls 50%, 70%, huge number like that. Same with Western Europe, same with Canada. And I think the same with Australia and New Zealand. I can't recall, I'm not looking at it now. But uh, interestingly, uh, it's only <clears throat> the Western world that suffers this huge population drop. Uh, all of the countries of the world, if you look at them on this, they all suffer significant population drops, but generally in the 5 to 10 to 15% area, not 50 to 70% the way uh, North America and Europe will. So their explanation as to why this may be, uh, at least what they published on the site, was... Um, kind of general, uh, there's a reference to, um, you know, um, well, I, I imputed, you know, looking at a biological war, which would obviously be the, the best way to take out huge numbers of people, but also there's a reference to a, a possible famine uh, evidencing itself in the world. Because well, we're talking about a decline in the U.S. of something like but not a conventional war. I mean, the, the, the decline in the U.S. is something like a, what, a reduction of for seventy percent of the population. That'd be, you know, like two hundred million people, right? Something like that. I mean, it's a massive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but this is. I mean, this is catastrophic. This would be the biggest thing in world history because it's not just North America. It's going to be Europe too, and. Uh, but they don't have any explanation. I, it would have been nice if they had an essay uh, explaining, well, exactly, how do you come up with these figures based on what? I mean, when I first saw this thing, I, I, I thought, well, this must be some type of a, a spoof or some type of a trolling ex exercise. Because for an outfit that's moving in the circles that, uh, that uh, Deagle, whoever's in back of it, that's indeterminate it's hard, it's hard to tell it's a spook organization uh you know this is it, this is not going to uh like get them all kinds of new business or something like that that may, would make no sense from a, a business point of view and, and i haven't seen any comments on this uh in any of the uh conventional media at all and you wonder, you know, if famine or biological attack, maybe it isn't going to be 2025. Let's hope it's not 2025. Let's hope it's not 2030.
But incorporating that with that five-year plan, the fact that Deagle is a spook, like Gartner, uh, what's the other one? Uh, ah, man, there's one in, in Austin. I can't remember what it's called. But, but it's basically a, a, a spook organization as well. Like that, that's the, those things really do exist. And, uh, it's something I, I've had my eye on, right? Let's hope it's not conventional warfare. Although with nutcases like Nikki Haley saying the things that she's saying over there, you never know. And again, just because there's nutcases out there like Nikki Haley doesn't mean that you don't ask tough questions of candidates that you may agree with on certain topics. And that is why I applaud Craig Pasta Jardula for asking this question of RFK Jr. Mr. Kenny, um, a lot of people are confused about the tweet storm. I call it the tweet heard around the world. A couple of tweets were put up in support of Roger Waters and then taken down. Do you want to give us a little explanation of why they were taken down and also your stance on Israel and Palestine? Uh, I, uh, I tweeted, at, uh, I made the tweet applauding Roger Waters' courage in opposing the COVID mandates and the, um, and the Ukraine war. I did not, I was unaware of his position on Israel. And when I learned that, I, I immediately took it down. My position of Israel is that I support Israel. I support, my family has a long relationship with Israel. I support its right to exist and its right to protect its security. And the Palestinians? And, and a, a humane outcome and a recognition ultimately of the aspirations of the Palestinian people is important for everybody. Thank you. Oh, disappointing and political uh, answer, in my opinion. Although, listen, it's not like I don't... I don't think there's a reality where Israel doesn't exist. You know, I would like to see leadership in Israel change. I don't like uh, the fact that they seem to be in the same shebango bag of uh, globalists and predator class individuals, especially on the nation state level. Five Eyes accentuates that. Kucinich in the back. I also like Dennis. I, I like the couscous. I like Dennis Kucinich. I don't like that answer. I don't like I took it down because I disagree with Roger Waters on Palestine because I've never seen Roger Waters, you know, go over the top on that issue. The Palestinians in the overwhelming majority of cases are absolutely oppressed and it is an apartheid state and it does need to change. And that's great that you want, you know, want a peaceful outcome and, you like the aspirations of the Palestinian people. You can't ignore the settlements. You can't ignore the policies. So, look, disappointing. Disappointing. Just throwing it out there. Disappointing, Mr. RFK Jr. All right, here's a story that's making its way around uh, both mainstream and alternative media. Air Force said AI drone killed its human operator in a simulation. This Air Force AI can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. And that is the problem with any type of 
automated and military or otherwise. This is why you do not want robot or AI teachers. This is why you do not want robot or AI doctors. They have no remorse. They have no empathy. They have no human element. Now, don't get me wrong. Humans make mistakes. But humans can also have their minds changed. They can be reasoned with. Not all of them. And I and I, I know that's the feeling of a lot of people out there uh, these days that, well, Jason, kind of in some of those cases, that's long gone. Look, come on. Come on, now. Come on. So I want to read this one. <sighs> Crazy times. Artificial intelligence is here to stay, but it may require a bit more command oversight. An artificial intelligence piloted drone turned on its human operator during a simulated mission, according to uh, dispatch from the 2023 Royal Aeronautical uh, Society Summit, attended by leaders from a variety of Western Air Forces and aeronautical companies. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective, said U.S. Air Force uh, Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton, the chief of AI test and operations as the conference. Okay, then. In this Air Force exercise, the AI was tasked with fulfilling the suppression and destruction of enemy air defense role, or SEAT. Basically, identifying surface-to-air missile threats and destroying them. The final decision on destroying a potential target would still need to be approved by an actual flesh-and-blood human. The AI apparently didn't want to play by those rules. We were training it in the simulation to identify and target a SAM threat. And then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat, said Hamilton. The system started realizing that while they didn't, uh, they did identify the threat, at times the op human operator would tell it not to kill that threat. But it got uh, its points by killing that threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. When told to show compassion and benevolence for its human operators, the AI apparently responded with the same kind of cold clinical calculations you'd expect of a computer machine that will restart to install updates when it's least convenient. We trained the system, hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying the communication tower that the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it from killing the target. So if it's tomato, tomato, potato, patata, let's kill the whole thing off. Oh, wait, I can't kill the human. All right, so we'll kill the communications instead. I got it. We won't kill the humans. We'll kill the communications instead. The idea of an artificial intelligence program ignoring mere human concerns to accomplish its mission is everyone's worst nightmare for AI. And when it comes to the Air Force AI that will stop at nothing to destroy enemy air defense systems, apparently the theoretical outcomes blended with what actually happens, or in this case, didn't happen. After Hamilton's comments were reported by multiple news outlets, the Air Force walked back uh, his recounting of the purported training mission. The Department of the Air Force has not conducted any such AI drone simulations. 
and remains committed to uh, ethical and responsible use of AI technology. This was a hypothetical thought experiment, not a simulation. <laughs> Nothing to see here. And, and Lord knows again what they've done in the underground and how far um, their quote-unquote artificial intelligence really is and what exactly it really is. Because it is indeed, in my opinion, uh, much different than what they're telling us. And at the end of the day, it is algorithms which are written by human beings and can control, it is not true AI. Like, again, that, that AI is thinking in a way of how to, the, the objective to it is how to score the most points. And then when you take away the option for killing the humans, it wants to kill the communication. And unless you explain to it again and again, you can't do either of those things in any manner, it will keep trying to find a way to score the most points. And it may find out just from that algorithm that, hey, no matter what I do, if I kill the human, you know, unless it's like all the points, you lose everything. And it's minus 100. Even if you do that, the, the, the thing is going to work itself out. When you build something that is hell-bent on death and destruction, you know what it does? It causes death and destruction. Death and destruction. Just pointing that out there. Just want to put it out. Oh, you know, we've got some rumble comments over here. Uh, we got actually a pretty good amount of people watching over on the rumble. So, uh, by the way, thumbs it up, subscribe, and share. If you're not subscribed to the channel and you are watching on Rumble, please do so. We need to grow here as well. Um, make sure that you're subscribed over at the RVM Rumble as well. And like I said, for all you premium cats out there, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored is where you can sign up for 10 bucks a month or $100 for the year. Try it out for a buck and you get two exclusive interviews every single week. This week's will be uploaded this evening. Ricky Verandas and the Jackman brothers, Mike and Eric, uh, podcasters, uh, campaign workers, uh, activists, comedians, fun human beings. People I went to uh, the, the uh, what is it, the Tucked Away? I think it was the Tucked Away or the, the Hidden Away. or and, and I'm pretty sure it was the Tucked Away. Let's find out. Is it the Tucked Away? The Ghislaine Maxwell hideout. The Tucked Away Ghislaine Maxwell hideout. Drone footage of the hideaway. Man, I wonder if I can bring it up on my... Because it was really tucked away. We didn't... We were at the bottom of this hill right here. The drone... This guy... I did see the guy who had the drone footage. Okay? He wouldn't give it to me. But he had... He, he came over. We talked to the drone footage guy. I was trying to get it. So, yeah, it was a very secluded area. In fact, that looks like the dirt road that we were on. And like I said, you had to go up this hill. Let's see. Let's see. Glen Maxwell Hideaway Burmis. That's drone footage. Hideout FBI. Maybe we can get it. On DuckDuckGo? Maybe? Doubtful. And you know what? I was messing with the AI 
for thumbnails because I've been getting my thumbnails from there. And I think that for the Nasser one, I wanted to. I typed in uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I couldn't couldn't get it right there. Couldn't get it. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll wait. What is that one right there? That says Mountain Hideaway. And and I know there's a there's a search feature in uh, in Twitter as well. Anyway, uh, what was I just talking about? The uh, the uh, the AI in uh, Photoshop. You know, maybe we'll do it live. Why not? Why not bring up some Photoshop AI? Anyway, I was I was making the a the the thumbnail today. And I wanted to see what would come up if I typed in Olympic doctor. Olympic doctor. Oh, I'm going to X that out right there. Let's see. Let's bring it up. Let's bring up the good stuff. The new Photoshop. And I'm going to let you guys decide what you think of, of the AI creating Olympic doctors. Now, don't get me wrong. There's all sorts of issues with... Um, these things looking like human beings, etc. And I think I already have it queued up. So we can just kind of bring it up. Bam. And let's see. I got to bring this over a little bit so I can see it. Perfect. Okay. So which one did I generate all this stuff for? Is this it right here? Yes. So I typed in Olympic doctor and I think that I got... Yeah, 12 of them. I think at one of them I had scary Olympic doctor and even male. Let's take all those off. Okay, so Olympic doctor, you're, uh, you're looking at it right here. First, you have um, these ladies. So you've got an older lady and then, you know, a, a middle-aged older woman of color. Now... I think that was scary, Doctor. Now, you notice he's got an extra finger. That's See how cre creepy the AI can be? He's got an extra finger. He's got a weird look on his face. And then this guy doesn't have an extra finger, but this is, again, scary male Olympic doctor is, is the prompt for this. And then this one, for some reason, wanted to twin it. And it's, you know, two uh, black gentlemen that look pretty similar. Same thing here. Now, this is just... Uh, I believe this is Scary Olympic Doctor. Now, are, are you starting to see a theme here by any chance? Now, the, this one for Scary Olympic Doctor does have a white guy with some weird, like, Misfits-type face paint on it. But here's just uh, Olympic Doctor, two women that kind of look Asian. And then, um, you know, we have uh, what looks like maybe a Middle Eastern man as a doctor. Here, again, more women with masks, doctors. Uh, again, this looks like twin doctor women. Are you starting to get it? And here, again, there's kind of a white doctor with a weird hand thing instrument <laughs> that the AI generated. Why did I do that? Why did I bring that up? Is it just me or does it feel a little bit like, and I don't like the terminology of quote-unquote woke, but how many like old white men doctors did you see? Old white men doctors. None? Yeah, me neither. And by the way, I would say uh, the uh, Indian co uh, community, as in, you know, uh, people from India, 
get a lot of doctors uh, there. At least, you know, I, I visited uh, many a physician. I'm not saying it's it's a dominated white male field, but there are plenty of white male older doctors. Okay. One, and by the way, this is a nurse's uniform. It almost looks like on, on this man. How many of the, how many uh, were old white men that the AI generated? You see what I mean? The AI is, is very much controlled. I will take the first reasonable AI prompt in the rumble chat right now. We've got over 265 people watching over on that. And we'll, we'll generate a prompt. We'll see where it's at. We'll, we'll hide this. Because you have to actually kind of like hide these th 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 that right there. Oh, look, we got the uh, the old Olympic rings. There we go. We'll hide that and we'll put in whatever prompt you guys want. Maybe I should start it off with a with a funky prompt. What should what what should we put? Like let, let's put a profession. Let's put uh, New York City construction worker in there. What do you guys think about that? I think that's a fun one. And we got a 16th century gentleman. So we'll do that first. There you go. 16th century gentleman. And this is the Photoshop. Let's generate it. And we're generating. But then, I, yeah, I think I want to do New York City construction worker and see what we get after that. I think that's a good prompt. Be interesting. And they do three at a time. And this isn't like mid-journey. Okay. So we've got some really bizarre looking, like maybe dudes. Still pretty interesting it did that. And then the clothing might be right, but they've got very weird eyes wide shut Picasso-like faces over here. And now we have an Asian group of 16th century gentlemen. I don't know if that's them in their their traditional garb. Let's generate another three. Uh, didn't even know what the chat GPT thing is. This isn't chat GPT. This is actually Photoshop. So yeah, guys, it's, again, you, we've got to learn the tools. Got to learn the tools of the trade. Photoshop now has its own uh, gen generative fill. So I'd say that this one is actually probably the closest to like, Something you could say is maybe from that ge generation's art. Still very bizarre. Um, we still have problems with the hands. And, and obviously the faces are a little bit there. But here we go again. Again, this the faces aren't there, but okay. And then um, we have what appears to be uh, people of African descent as a 16th uh, century gentleman. One more on that one? Why not? I, I want to try New York City construction worker. For any for for a number, I mean, we'll do NYC construction worker and see if that works. Obviously, it should, but see how good this AI is. All right, uh, again, a little goofy. See now, you certainly uh, have you know an attempt at a couple of uh, black men, and then uh, uh, an albino black man. It would appear as a 16th century gentleman. Do Tom Cruise. I don't know if Tom Cruise will, will work as a prompt. Okay. All right. So let's deselect the 16th century gentleman and do it. NYC construction worker. Let's see what we get from the AI. I bet you we're going to get like a ton of women. 
And look, there are women construction workers, but they're outnumbered nine to one, maybe 10 to one in New York City. There certainly are. I knew it. <laughs> you just know it. Like that's how lame the AI is. Okay, so now we got a trendy bearded Asian man. And now we got a, a black man in a hard hat. That's the closest to, to an actual good chance. I mean, look at this lady. Like, like she looks like she's, first of all, I love how the sleeve on one of her arms is up top and the other one goes all the way down and she's holding an iPad on the job. There certainly are iPads to be held on the job, but you know, this looks like some kind of a, a model. So third one right here, <laughs> closest to an action. I'll be honest though, with though on, on this guy, there's a problem. His eyebrows are way too well kept for an actual construction worker. You know, he also, even though he's not fully shaved, he doesn't have the gruff of a construction worker. Still the closest one. Let's generate three more and see if we get another woman to start. What's the prediction on how long it will take a white male to be the construction worker in the new AI? Hmm. Yeah, it's very weird that this thing without any racial prompts, is extremely uh, bent towards AI, sweaty zombie. I, I see I, I see it too. Like I saw it yesterday. Okay, okay, so now we got like, the guy in the middle, he looks like a mix. Could, could be, could be uh, Latinx. <laughs> could be half white, half black. They've all got the construction hat on. And then the dude on the left is like, and that's this is kind of funny too. I mean, if you look at the AI here, um, the guy on the left, yeah, he's a white guy, but he's in a, a non-construct. He's in like, you know, a plaid shirt. He's not even in the construction uniform. And don't get me wrong, you you can get away with that kind of shirt, but usually you're not wearing that. So all right, it took it took uh, into four to get our first white guy. Sort of. Let's see what else we got. We got two more. The two more reveal. Two, two, okay. <laughs> As I said, on construction sites, all right, and by the way, we haven't seen a white woman yet. And I'm just going to say this too. The, the mass amount of women that work construction are also white women. Just a fact. Not everywhere, not on every site. But now... I mean, you might as well be looking at a unicorn and a leprechaun on a construction site because you got uh, a black woman, okay, who has some kind of like white powder on her face. I don't know whether they're trying to think that she was removing asbestos or, or something ridiculously wacky. And then yet another uh, black woman that's just kind of smiling on, on, the, uh, on the job site. Looks a little bit more professional. But there we got the job site in the back, two black women. Okay, so, so so far, out of the five images we've seen, we've seen maybe sort of kind of one white guy that might be a construct. Does still doesn't look like a construction worker to me. And there we go, two more women. <laughs> two more women. And now it's a white construct. Neither of them look dirty. Two more women on the so. Uh, out of all the people, now there's more than six people, even though I just wanted one construction worker in each. 
Uh, we've got one sort of white guy out of like 10 people. We're going to generate it again one more time. We're having, I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun out there. I know it's a, <laughs> it's a little goofy, but this AI, this shows you how dangerous AI is, how it has nothing to do with artificial intelligence based in reality whatsoever. Okay. NYC construction take three. Yeah, we're going to, we'll do Texas next. Uh, you can't do anything pornographic and we're not going to do that anyway. Topless. Okay. So that is clearly still not a white man. I would say it's kind of like an Asian man, but we can't really tell. And maybe construction workery, like the buttons kill me in the collar. I, I don't know. I don't know. So let's, we got two more. Okay. Two black guys uh, in, in the thing. Again, white men in the AI, not so much. AI and white guy, not so much. Let's see. Final one. Maybe a white guy right there. Maybe a white guy, and it looks like he has some kind of a rainbow type flag object instead of like an actual flag of some sort. That would be reality of any kind. So, yeah. Okay, I mean, again, you guys saw it. So now we're going to change the prompt. We're going to type Texas. Let's see if Texas changes it at all. I bet you Texas only changed the background, and we're going to start off with another uh, crew of women. Let's do it. Hit that generate button. We, we need some uh, AI generation music. Like, dude, not quite. We, we don't want to steal from uh, Trebek and, and God rest his soul and Jeopardy. Forget who's the the new host. Shows you how long I haven't watched it. Trebek's probably been gone over a year, so I knew it. Yet again, uh, white men don't work construction. Everybody, Acor according to the AI on Photoshop, no white men. There, I mean, it's just not there. So here you kind of have an Asian, maybe uh, Latina mix, and uh, they're kind of maybe on a construction site. <laughs> Let's see. If there's anything that's going to make this more Texas. Another woman construct. Wow. What are the chance? Can you? <laughs> this is the most equitable and diverse group ever. <laughs> so again, uh, you know, uh, another like sort of kind of maybe black woman uh, on the, uh, on the deal here. And Again, that's not a white guy. That's like a half Hispanic white guy with maybe a black guy. Well, not maybe. I, I mean, the thing is, the black guy seems to have white guy arms. I mean, what? one more for the money. One more for the money. Here we go. <laughs> Where are the trans workers? I, this is exclusive. I don't even want to try that. You type that in here. Forget about it. So, okay. Black guy, construction site, weird glasses. Again, two women. Uh, lots of dueling women. You notice that too? Lots of lots of two pieces of the women. And, and by the way, they're never quite just like a white woman either. So, so the AI is already just ridiculous. And there you go. You got a, a, a black gentleman. 
So white men don't do construction according to Photoshop. It's good to know. And it gives you an idea of why these tools are going to be just that. You, they're, they're tools. And they're going to have biases. And they're going to have prejudices. We have to be aware of that. We have to work around that. And we have to expose that. Just like we have to expose that people that have money and power are trying to silence us. Like outright silence us. Not just change history, which we discussed here, okay? Not just distort words and name call, but completely and totally silence us, perhaps through lawfare and criminal prosecutions as well, as they make more and more thought and speech, quote-unquote, illegal or associated with domestic terrorism or white supremacy or extremism, okay? And that's why uh, this article right here is what we're going to wrap it up on. Report, Department of Defense named election protests a threat ahead of the Capitol Hill riot. They were already prepping it, okay? They already had it here. Prior to January 6th, the white supremacists are coming. The conspiracy theorists are coming. It's all because of social media. We need to regulate social media. Okay? QAnon! QAnon is the danger. My goodness. Just absolutely... 110% over-the-top ridiculous. I want to remind everybody that I am a documentary filmmaker. You want to learn the truth about 9-11, Loose Change, Final Cut, and Fabled Enemies are your films. Loose Change, Final Cut really takes a look at the physical anomalies in most cases regarding 9-11. I think it's one of the seminal works on the subject. And if you are unfamiliar, it is a must-watch Fabled Enemies breaks down the international intelligence operation that was 9-11, shows you the roles of Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Israel, our deep state, the continuity of government program, those that covered it up with the commission after the fact, and so much uh, more. And then there are my two Big picture films, Invisible Empire, A New World Order Defined, where I carefully lay out what the term New World Order means and how it is based in collectivism, the modus operandi and tools of this predator class that rules at the top, and then Shade the Motion Picture that gets into not only how we are geologically but biologically under attack and that these people do meet in secret are a cabal warned you about bill gates and others a decade ago shade the motion picture and remember you can support this broadcast by going to redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored sign up for ten dollars a month get our two exclusive interviews and they'll be going up tonight 
Ricky Verandas, and the Jackman Brothers. I absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, it's not about left or right. It is always about right and wrong.